Is it some devil that crawls inside of you? This is supposed to be the the studio or the office, but I'm really just, I think I'm just going to turn it into like an office, yeah. just straight up. Anyways, Tafe, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's not really welcome to the podcast. It's thanks for hanging out and talking to me. This is fun. All right. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, I've known you for a really long time and you've always been a very interesting, like you said, an enigma, <laughs> uh, the E word. Uh, really out there person and just fascinated me. And I just felt like you struck a chord with me and we used to be like friends adjacent to that group of guys. And we were like <laughs> the only white guys in the group. So everyone <laughs> called me the other TAFE yeah. growing up. Yeah. Like the best value that. version. Yeah. Oh yeah. fuck. <laughs> that was a good value version. <laughs> yeah. You were there first. You're older. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I understand. Um, Dude, you live back in Lompoc. Are you okay? <laughs> no. <laughs> that is, uh, that's probably one of the most frequent questions I get asked moving back is just, I'm like, oh, you moved back to Lompoc. I'm like, yeah, it's on purpose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, surprisingly. I, I wouldn't say that it was my, my plan necessarily. I think I was thinking a little bit more, more north or south of this location. Jeez. But, you know, generally... Plus or minus. Is it? Do you have like a lot of bad memories? And like a lot of people kind of hate coming back because this town does have its weight on people and like curses them in these weird ways, whether it's like familial or not. Not not necessarily. I don't. I don't necessarily necessarily have like a, a kind of a a negative relationship with Lompoc. Um, I, I do have a lot of family that like is no longer with us who, yeah. you know, spent their entire lives here. And I don't have a lot of family that I have like active relationships left to live here. Um, for me, it's just, it's not the land of opportunity. That's <laughs> no, all. it is not. You have to, if you're really motivated and you really want to like carve a life out for yourself, I feel like you do have the opportunity to do so, but it's, it's always been the joke that it's like a black hole. Like it, it, it sucks you back in. It does. It sucks you back in. And I feel like the people who do get sucked back in aren't here for opportunity necessarily. However, I don't feel like you're sucked into that hmm. either. I feel like this i don't feel sucked back in either so there's just kind of an interesting component that yeah. i wanted to point out like it seems like there's another thing i sh share with you in common other than skateboarding and being the white guys in the group <laughs> <And> so <laughs> it's fucking nice yeah i i think there's a lot to lompoc that's awesome like I, I it's just not like a it's like a great idea and it never got fully fleshed out I, I, that's kind of how it feels to me it does uh What's the great idea? I don't know if I noticed this part of it. Just oh, the I, 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 down in general. I don't know if I can. Uh, <laughs> Maybe you're like, I don't even fucking know. I, I, that was bullshit. Yeah, I I'm not, that the, I'm not the guy. I'm just saying stuff that seems smart. No, I mean, uh, my, my whole family's just here because of Vandenberg. Yeah. That's 100% the only reason. Both of my grandfathers on both sides were stationed here. And then, you know, more or less, a lot of family kind of tagged so along. So you are a product of two. 
two gay grandfathers started a family together and they were both stationed at Vanderbilt <laughs> is what you're saying ha- happy pride month folks uh, it is June 4th on the recording of this today is it June 4th is the fifth it's the fourth I think it's the fourth it's the fourth yeah yesterday was the third then it has to be the today fourth might today might be the fourth if there's a good chance yeah the numbers do go that direction <laughs> Um, How heavily do you edit these? Not at all. Not at all. Oh, just stream of consciousness. Put it stream out there. Stream consciousness. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Just like just I like the flow of conversation, and the ones that I always appreciated, uh, podcast wise, were um, a sit down conversation where you really get to peel back the layers of people. Hmm. And um, there are some that I that, that have gone on too long, and the interesting part is like the the third like the last third of it sometimes. Yeah. But sometimes it's like, that's the last third is chaos. Just turn it off once the middle <laughs> is on, you know what I mean? So yeah, it, it just, yeah. var- it just varies on people. But yeah, no, I, um, I really don't. I think I've had like suggestions from my producer and people to like edit it and cut it down for time, but mm-hmm. it just doesn't make sense to me. Cause it's like, you have the opportunity to do something long form detailed and you get the f- spectrum of something. Yeah, like, and to me, that's really important because uh, it's perspective. It's like you get perspective on the growth of a conversation. You get perspective on people's conversational abilities, and I think that's really nice to highlight uh, individuals such as yourself. And also, I get to express myself in a way that people don't regularly get to see when I'm just like standing at the bar grouchy. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. that's not that's not me. Yeah. That's just unfortunately what it. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I've listened to a lot of podcasts where you hear people actively being like, you can take that out, right? And then, you know, the fact that you hear that is, uh, you know, I I think speaks volumes on how the host wants to kind of like shine a light on the actual interaction, regardless of if it's uh, like a highly scripted podcast or something that's more impromptu stream of consciousness. That's fair. There's people who have asked things be taken out and I'm like, yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. I just, I just, you know, say, Hey, just get that little section out. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've actually had a couple people now ask for their whole episodes to be taken down. Mm -hmm. People who are like running for political office or people who are working for like a local government and like, um, just maybe uh, local organizations where the type of conversations we're having on here do not reflect positively on <laughs> yeah, yeah. that. And and this is, you know, like maybe before they had those jobs, so they have to like, oh, you know, how everything is now. They just scrub your uh, your background and your <laughs> fucking... I, dude, that's the background check. He's like, you just look, mm-hmm. look someone up online yeah. and you're like, this person's... I've this. always wondered um, like how... Uh, people around our age and a little bit older have spent so much time online and they've like made public so much of their like intimate details over time. I always wonder like how many people have like screenshots of like some stupid shit that you said on MySpace like 15 years ago. And if you tried uh, to run for office, like how quickly would you get like just destroyed? Yeah. Dude, I'm still saying stupid shit. Yeah, I do. I, I I feel like I say the dumbest thing I've ever said daily. Like, <laughs> like it's a new standard. You yeah, raise the yeah. bar daily. I think it's like it's a level of intelligence going into like how raw and offensive the things that I say are each day. And but, I definitely choose my audience. Yeah. But yeah, like I, I, I didn't set the bar 15 years ago. I think I'm constantly setting that Improving bar. It. You yeah. know what? Well, that's kind of what I mean is like I'm I think like 
there's people like Kevin Hart that he couldn't host the Oscars because he like tweeted the word faggot or something. Mm -hmm. And it was like, dude, that was like years ago. And he apologized for it. Or maybe he didn't. I forget. Mm -hmm. But it was so unrelated. Yeah. And obviously I'm not Kevin Hart. I'm a little taller. But um, it's about the only difference. Still funny. Um, And I'm like, dude, I the stuff I said 15 years ago, tame, mm -hmm. cute, nothing. Which I like. I can, I can appreciate. Yeah. But maybe 10 years from now is when I'm saying the dumb shit mm -hmm. catch, will catch up to me. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> man. I was a different person. It was a different point in time. There were the head of the administration was falling all over the place. I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like one of the things that I don't, I don't know how much I can speak on this, but uh, like welcome like, to this podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, fair, fair enough. Bad etiquette. Uh, so like '90s hip hop is always revered as like the golden age of like expression in that art form, but it is like some of the most like homophobic and transphobic music you will ever hear. Like if you listen to like a DMX album from like his, his most classic, like um, what is it? Um, like, who like let the X dogs out? Give it to you yeah, and like yeah, I know. I know. That kind that of era. like specific era. The stuff that he says is insane. Like if he if he tried to release it now, like it would definitely get commercially released because I don't think that like <laughs> labels really care that much. But like I listen back to it, and it's like like my eyes are a little wide. Isn't it's that fun, funny but, how it's like back then it was just chill. Like that's how hmm. people talk, and now because of all of this tiptoeing you have to do, you like tiptoe for other people where you're like, oh, I don't think you can put that on your album anymore. I don't think mm -hmm. you can say that. I try to um, be as open-minded as I can about it and just be thankful that they're still doing shit like that. Yeah. Like once in a while I'll see a movie and there'll be like a racy joke in there and I'm like, oh my God, thank God. <laughs> like we're still allowed. Like there's still, <laughs> there's still a chance to be funny in a movie out there. Like comedy movies are like basically dead. When's the last good comedy that came out? Precisely. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I, th I threw my hands up in the air and. Yeah. <laughs> in in <laughs> yeah, defeat. We, yeah, where's my camera? <laughs> there was definitely a a peak to it. Yeah, there was then. there was a forty year old virgin hangover like <laughs> era, and then just like came crashing down. Were the mill were the Millers? Mm -hmm. It's funny. The new vacation remake was funny. They're they're kind of out there. I feel they're like, so they used to be the king. Yeah, I feel like part of that is like the rise of streaming and like the kind of destruction of like cinema as like a cultural and like physical experience. How do you feel about that? Do you? It's boring. Care? The, like you a, you think it's boring that they're destroying cinema now? It's like being bored, like bore driven yeah. essentially. It's taking the fun out of it. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't, a lot of the, the stuff just feels like content. Yeah. Like that's, I think that's what everything's content driven. It's what is going to be, you know, the, the maximizing dollar value for like what you put in actor wise. So you're either going to have like something super low budget or super high budget. And you don't really have a lot of room for kind of the middle ground and like where art happens. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, some experimentation. Yeah. Like I, I feel like most movies I've seen that have like a really low budget are pretty ass. Yeah. But 
the really high budget stuff. I don't want to watch CGI it's superhero movies it's every ass. single time. Yeah, like it, it doesn't feel good. You know what? Me and Faith just watched Megan. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movie just came out in January. They had some practical effects in there, and it was so fucking good. I haven't seen a movie like that in a long time, mm-hmm. and. But you're right. This is like so content driven where like there's some that have such big studios and such big success behind it that it's kind of like ruined other movies for me. Mm-hmm. What movies are ruined for you? Can you even watch movies anymore? Like John Wick ruined every action movie out there ever. I can't watch any action movie. I'm like, this is dumb. That guy can't manipulate a, a gun in a realistic way. They're fucking using the, that dude's lens cap is covering his optic. Like there's just, just silly shit where I'm like, damn it. And like I, you, nerds will point things out in movie. I'm a geek about shit. Sorry. Hmm. Um, and unfortunately one of the things is the gun things now. And now I watch movies and I go, Oh my God. I oh, this is so gross. It, it's like when we were growing up skateboarding and then we'd watch like some movie and some dude would be like Mongo pushing. looks like they couldn't, the first time stepped on a board, <laughs> they'd be mall grabbing. You're like, oh, what is that? That's not so inaccurate. Yeah, I that was clearly a stunt double. Just yeah. that's how I feel with these fucking gun movies. And John Wick just in general was so fucking badass and he kicked so much goddamn ass like nothing even just knowing the fact that he like went through the martial arts training and the weapons manipulation training did it and I ruined it ruined all of the rest of movies I can only watch the John Wick movies or action movies the rest just don't live up to it maybe they should do a little bit less research on the <laughs> realism of their movies no, I, I was never a huge movie buff I'm kind of boring for that. That's totally fine. That's totally fine. Because if 90s hip hop is where it's at, well, you can steer right back into that because I would love to know and learn more. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I get that would be the kind of genre of art that I'm a little bit more familiar with. Why 90s hip hop? Why hip hop in general? It always just seemed more interesting. Like, I, I guess fundamentally it's to me as a child it was easy to understand how like a piano works how a guitar works mm-hmm. that kind of stuff records were what really seemed like for whatever reason like unobtainable like on how it actually works now i understand it's just like a a piece of like a petroleum byproduct with yeah. like grooves carved in it mm-hmm. and then you know uh, uh, vibrations produce sound like, okay, yeah, that's easy enough. But as a kid, I was like, how do you do that? And then like scratching and all that. I was like, I don't mm-hmm. understand how this works. And so kind of as I grew up, I also, my my dad liked hip hop. So he got me into that uh, like as a young kid. And then I had family members who would kind of, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Spruce um, it in there. Yeah, yeah. And then as a teenager, I started getting a little bit more into it and in, like underground hip hop. Um, Who was your go-to when you were like really in, like when I, I remember when I was a teenager and like my punk music, my hardcore punk music, like that era, I had my like standouts. Did you have that with hip hop? Was that like your? Yeah. Um, like Jedi Mind Tricks mm-hmm. was that. And then it branches out really heavy from there because they do a lot of different collectives. There's like Demigods and Army of the Pharaohs and there's like Apathy, Self-Titled, um, Esoteric. Uh, Chief Kamachi, like it, it that, like goes to me, super has deep. to be underground because J- 
Jedi mind trick sounds familiar, and, and that might just be a Star Wars connection I'm making. Mm-hmm. Might not even actually be a hip hop connection. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's like an Italian dude from like Philadelphia and uh, Some, like a producer and like one other. Just Allah was the other rapper. That's in that original kind of configuration of Jedi mind trick. So it was like a bunch of like seventeen year old kids making like basically like. Five percent nation like Islam like themed hip hop with like crazy samples and it was uh-huh. mostly just like the beats. Yeah, it's like where do you even find this music? Because a lot of the the samples in it are like crazy Italian film, yeah, like film scores or um, just random something from Japan, like a, a pop record from the seventies. And they take like a little snippet and make the most orchestral, like new beat out of it. It's like, it always felt like the punk aesthetic, yeah. like the really DIY yeah. thing where you go into a record store with like 10, 20 bucks. And then you come out with like these unknown, like pieces of art and yeah. then make something new out of it. Yeah. Totally. And it's super illegal. if you're not clearing your samples like super illegal so that's kind of what drew me in it was like a really raw like diy um it did it feel like attainable yourself or it felt like just real in general yeah yeah it was something that i immediately was able to like get into and then you know pine after like gear and yeah you know sit there just listening to new music even now like i listen to just crazy music because of that initial kind of spark that's so cool so what i mean like that's what was most attractive about it there wasn't like a lyrical theme like because that that was something that i never understood or didn't relate to is uh even even today even now like pop music in general Hmm. and like a lot of hip-hop rap like i don't relate to that they're not saying anything to me about my life it is very dis like disconnected and like I'm not always looking for an escape when I listen to music. Mm. And a lot of people, I feel like they are, or it, it's kind of like it. It becomes like a score soundtrack, and they get to like almost thread this like make believe reality with it. And to me, it was like I heard music that ended up being really hitting close to home and kind of like <sighs> resonating with how I felt. Mm. And I still feel that way about a lot of things, and I try to look for something that is mirroring what I'm feeling. And I, I don't get that with that kind of music. So I'm always trying to like, kind of like peel back on people trying to see what the kind of drives their interest in those things. Cause clearly I'm missing something. And I just like, it's just, I, I just want to understand the world around me. And I know that when I'm being ignorant about something there, there's an opportunity to learn something too. Like when I'm just like, I'm the fuck feel like this dumb shit. Like there's part of me that's like, okay, tell me why. Seriously, I want to know. <laughs> you know, I'm fucking curious. Um, so I never really got into like rap and hip hop and things. And I was like, I mean, do I look like a rapper or a hip? You know, like I don't think it checks out at all. <laughs> so I was like, all right, maybe it's just not for me. But then as I got older, it was like. I got lonelier and lonelier with music and like weirder about it. And I was like, Oh shit. Um, I really need to know what the kids were feeling that I wasn't feeling growing up. You ever just, I just, I just felt like a, a big loner. I'm, I'm coming to terms with like the, uh, my sense of individuality. 
kind of like really taking a good look at it, seeing what's bullshit, seeing what's authentic in it and seeing what was just out of security. So, yeah, I think, so I, I can never separate uh, music out from like, I guess the lyric or vocal component and the actual music. It's always like, it's inextricable. They're linked together. Yeah. There's no way to kind of peel that apart, which I kind of envy people. I know there's individuals who, when they listen to music, it's just, I guess, like a, a, a melodic experience. It's like mm -hmm. one piece and you don't have to listen to the words. Oh, because I, I hear a lot of people talk about that where they're yeah. like, oh, it's catchy. It sounds good. I'm like, oh, did you hear that? I'm like, no, like I don't, I don't catch anything in the lyrics. For me, a lot of the, the hip hop like that that's not like commercial is uh, it's like informed by like battle rap. So it's, there's not like a specific opponent or anything, but it's like very driven yeah, in that they're sense. Like, they're, I guess you could think of it like they're talking shit to you. Yeah. And in a sense, like that feels that's really kind of immediate. the motivating part of listening to that. Cause it's like, oh shit, like I could do better than that. Or mm -hmm. a lot of it's educational. There's like some rappers you listen to and it's like, I don't know what they're talking about. That's a they're, new word yeah, motherfucker to yeah. me. Or they're making reference to like, uh, like a Ugandan politician from the 1960s. Yeah. And so you have to say like, uh, rap genius is like the best resource ever. Cause it's all, all the, the lyrics references? are there and it's annotated. Oh, and so they'll use like Dude, picture references. That looks like everything. my, that's like crack to me. That's yeah. Exactly what I want out of this world. Yeah, and then they changed it from Rap Genius to just Genius.com, and they do all genres now. That really? Yeah, man. Yeah, so it's any genre, and people sit there and just pick apart lyrics. Been. I've helped annotate like uh, like some like a Mac Dre song too, because <laughs> they were like he was making reference to like cars on like Cadillac girls, like yeah, yeah. the remix with Andre Nicotina, and people just weren't understanding. I was like, oh no, it's like it's yeah, this. It's but that was always, it's like... Because remember, I used to have to go to YouTube comment sections, mm -hmm. and that's where people would be arguing about the lyrics and what they mean. Yeah. No pictures, and it would just be assholes calling you the N-word, because you're like, this is an Eagles song, bro. Chill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks like a Call of Duty lobby like, <laughs> in like a, a transcript form. Yeah. It, it's brutal. So I'm glad that exists. Mm -hmm. I, I've definitely, now that you say it's just called Genius, guarantee I've been on there yeah. before. I think it's that's what probably pops up. the top if you search blah 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 lyrics. lyrics. It pops up. Yeah, it's just it's the lyrics. That or A to Z lyrics yeah. or some of the old school mm -hmm. ones that used to be popular. I remember there was this one that pretty much you couldn't find lyrics for heavy music, like extreme music, any hardcore, any metal, death metal, things like that. And I think it was called like PYP, I don't know, something lyrics, but that's where you found all the like doomy dark evil shit. And I was like, yeah, baby. And there's this <laughs> band, I Hate God. And they do not have their lyrics set down and they still to this day only have like bad interpretations of what their lyrics are <laughs> and it just fucks me up because I want to know but I don't know and it doesn't make any sense so when I listen to it I'm just making shit up in my own head the song name is Sister Fucker I just have to assume it's someone fucking their sister or who knows what like yeah. what these lyrics mean at that point for some of that music if they're not going to provide you with like a lyrical context is you got to just think of it as like what like 
just abstract art like like cubism or dadaism or, or so like some of the <laughs> yeah like well, post-war I, movement art where yeah. it's like you it's up to you to figure out what it means to you at that point that is, is that more so powerful lazy. than like a really straightforward like gun bars like in hip-hop or <laughs> do you, you know? th- do you think that that's lazy artists do you think that someone who is not willing to be bold enough to apply a meaning or express a meaning in their art that they just give you something and it's like they just had to get out of their system just kind of like draw a little bit like sometimes i doodle and i'm like this this doesn't mean anything i had to draw something it just came out sorry i don't think that's lazy or anything like i guess it depends like are they just like no i how do you put a label on art like that like i i sit there and well they're asking us to interpret it too yeah are they though they're asking us to pay for it which is bullshit (laughs) we don't have to interpret it yeah (laughs) I'd much rather interpret it than pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I was out there. I've made, I, I don't know how many, but like hundreds of beats that no one will ever listen to. And it's mostly, I don't even know if I find it fun to make music. <laughs> like, like, do you, do you find the act of, do you ever go hiking? I do. Okay. Do you find the actual act of hiking fun or is the culmination of your hard work the reward? Or is like hiking like like the intrinsic value to you, like the fun part of it? Because I find like skateboarding's fun. Yeah. It's but cr- like yeah. I don't find walking up a mountain fun. No. Like I'll go do it again. Yes. Because it's valuable to me. Certainly. But I kind of feel like that with with art. Like I have to do it. Yeah. If I don't do it, uh, like my my head doesn't work yeah you're so like, it doesn't I don't, matter how i do it. i started doing collages and shit at one point just because i needed a new way to express myself i love collages too that's something i've always kind of wanted to do and i have essentially like mental collages because my adhd is like i i what i used to do is i used to write lists down of things i wanted to look at that i was interested in that i was trying to like get deeper into and when i worked at a hotel overnight i would do all of this thinking and all of this random scatterbrained like accessing of these things it's like why do baseball players uh like chew these seeds or bubble gum or like chew versus why these steroids work better because i'll go off like steroids baseball baseball steroids oh ufc fighters and then it goes oh like why is um las vegas like that and just like jump off this fucking catapult of just shit I'm trying to and like that would essentially be my collages I'd be like okay I want to look at like these 39 things hi welcome in hi. howdy how you doing you have beer you have beer? You're, my, beer. you're my favorite person you guys are able to open beer yeah we're uh, resourceful people inside. welcome to the podcast I like being welcome thank you like I said I got the seatbelt cutter yeah and the fucking the window breaker but I don't have a bottle opener on my knife no I have this bottle opener is so old. I, uh, you, if you, I'm gonna cut I mean, myself. It's kind of working. It's kind of working, but if you look, you can see the teeth from all the bottles <laughs> I've opened right there. Just like a sheer alcoholic trademark I, right I there. I almost grabbed you guys like a four Cheers. loco gold. That's too far. You're hilarious. Cheers. Couldn't have done that. I wish that. I had the four loco pregame out here, but I honestly haven't seen it since we went to like World Beverage when we were living in Colorado. <laughs> they were awful. Mm-hmm. I have a I have a bottle opener that's a picture of me, my little brother, and my dad on it. Oh, that's and heartwarming. My dad came over one time and shamed me for not using it, 
And so I still don't use it every time, but uh, I put it into my cooler. Yeah. So if I go on vacation or take it out somewhere, then I have to use that one to open the beers. And the, we all go new places together. That's beautiful. <laughs> Are your, your your dad and your brother still around or what? Yeah. 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 They live in Colorado. Oh, okay. Yeah. So is that why you moved out to Colorado? Was there a big like exodus where your family went out there or what? Why did, why Colorado? And uh, in a sense, uh, my, my stepmom has spent a lot of her life in Colorado. So yeah. before her and my dad were together, she lived in Pueblo. Uh, I don't know if anyone knows about Pueblo, but most people who know about Pueblo don't like Pueblo. <laughs> I said Pueblo too many times in a row. What, um, what's, what's the comparison? Probably Lompoc. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have a, did you have like a kinship with Honeycut because he's from Colorado? He's from Falcon. Is that Honeycut? I yeah, I, I know who you're talking about. I didn't. I had never been to Colorado like when I knew him. Oh duh, yeah, like duh. in Lompoc. I'm being a bad listener. Yeah, no, that's true. Good. That makes sense. No, I I spent like the majority of my life in Lompoc up until I was 23. I lived in Bakersfield for a few years. Uh, after I graduated from high school, my dad, stepmom, and little brother they moved to Colorado uh, from Bakersfield. Um, so they've now lived there a little bit more than 10 years. Okay, so you and just so, ended up following them eventually. A little bit, yeah. My dad like pitched it to me yeah. quite a bit. You yeah, know? Fuck yeah! You're like, hey, as, family, as um, one would. Yeah, you know? like, like I would like my son. Yeah, he's my son. I would like you to be here. Um, and then we're Sarah and I were just looking for like new new stuff to do, new places to go. Uh, before we moved to Colorado, we had spent time going on road trips to like Oregon, Washington. We went to uh-huh. Colorado, uh, visited and explored more of California and just kind of like spent our time just trying to experience new things. Okay. So, um, you guys have met in Lombok, obviously. So that's why you ended up back here. Mm. Um, there was some sort of connection, your family, right. And versus, um, so what was like the other place besides Colorado that you guys would be considering even going to did these road trips elicit any of these fucking journeys that you wanted to go on because i went on a really pivotal road trip in my last relationship when we were uh tinkering with the idea of moving to tennessee (laughs) yeah it's fucking out there um (laughs) looking back now though it probably would have been uh a pretty sweet move because two three years ago it would have been ideal because of everything that happened during the pandemic but we didn't go because we were like this thing this place doesn't have anything california doesn't have um because there wasn't lockdowns and shit yet because <laughs> this was like 2017 when we went <laughs> so it was like oh, it's prettier you know in lompoc all of our friends or uh, not in lompoc but in california we got fucking lakes here um they're bigger <laughs> so, <laughs> then it was a bit cheaper Mm-hmm. But like now, it's probably widened on that gap a little bit. Yeah. Oh man. How housing has gotten in California? Yeah. So is there uh, somewhere? Yeah, Pacific Northwest. Pacific Northwest. Yeah. yeah. Just a bunch of hippies or what? You guys- well, there was like the idea of uh, going out to Oregon at one point, but um, pull that sucker over there too. Don't be shy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we 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 talked about maybe going out to Oregon, and we went and explored the area, but. Um, I don't know how to put this. Oregon's really like white trash in a bad way. Yeah. 
Yeah, I get that. And, and like, I've they, heard like that. it's very obvious, like sundowner towns, and like it's very mm. awkward when you when you explore some of it. Yeah, when you get further and further, like deeper into it, it's like, oh, this looks really pretty. And then you look around, and you're like, this is bad. Is this actually bad? Yeah. The so trees like you, are pretty. You, the people you, you are go not. You go like uh, Coos Bay is like the first one that really comes to mind. Like we went there and we stopped into a Dairy Queen. And, like we walked in, everybody just stopped and looked at us and was like, oh, well, this is fucking weird. Well, I mean, were you I guys know, we're very, not wearing white hoods like they were, or what happened? I don't. I don't I, honestly, I don't. I don't. Were you? <laughs> It was like a whole like two softball teams. And we just we just walked in looking like normal, but like us, I yeah. don't know. Get, you guys w- look like you might be a part of the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what. No, was I it got just, I got dirty looks in Utah when we went there too. Well, like you obviously, do not look Mormon. Yeah, enough. I was wearing a fucked up T-shirt for some. I I guess I have like a sacrifice goat on the back of my arm or whatever, That's and like cool some tattoos, too. but. Uh, it was a Carl's Jr. and a gas station and a laundromat and like a truck stop. You and just described all. Yeah, just described all. You can judge me. Just described all of Lompoc. Yeah, and like, then the, the, the clerk was literally like nine months pregnant and holding an infant that was less than a year old. Gosh, she fucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a little jealous. Yeah, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> The Pacific Northwest, uh, that would probably be the other place I've found. I hate, I don't really like snow. Hate's a strong word. No, I fucking hate snow. So you guys uh, just thought Colorado would be cool? Yeah, I thought it would be cool. Snows. I can do the snow, but then I figured out that it's like Paso Robles hot in the fucking summer, too. <laughs> So it's like, like, oh, I hate heat now, too, which yeah. I wanted when I couldn't see the driveway. Yeah. Yeah, so it's negative 20 in the winter, and then it's like 100 degrees in the summer, and you get like two and a half months out of the year where it's like pleasant outside. And you're like, I wasn't uh, thinking about the (laughs) fucking... I wasn't thinking about the fucking pandemic either. No. How about doing lockdown and they're like, you know, stay at home, but you're working the whole time, and you want to go do something like outdoorsy, but everything's on fire. (laughs) For like six months straight. Like the fires didn't go out because firefighters were even successful in putting them out. They went out because the snow put it out. <laughs> they, I could be a, I could be a firefighter in Colorado then. Not have to be successful. The snow didn't even immediately put it out. No, the snow took a while. It had to yeah. pile on and put it out. Like three fires combined forces in the mountains and were like racing towards where we live. So a lot of people got evacuated. A lot of people lost everything. That like sucks. in the midst of a pandemic also. So it's like you're also not supposed to be near other people. It's like, it's like, do you need another sign to get the fuck out of there? Like the world shut down and then they burned you out of your house, bitch. Move. <laughs> yeah, I was raining ash for like months and months. And I'm used to it. I'm from California. Yeah, like, it happens all ash, the time. Ash rain you. is a season. Yeah, but it's, like, season. it's not supposed to be half the year. Yeah, that's a, that's a part of the weather, <laughs> that forecast. Yeah, it's a couple months, like maybe a few. We haven't had a... Dude, what about all this fucking rain that we went through? Everything is so green and goddamn ridiculous. It you was, want more? I want more rain. You oh, like yeah. to... Okay. What do you, how do you feel about the rain? Rain's good. It looks like my childhood when I go around California now instead of a parched fucking wasteland. It's so. nice and green. Yeah, yeah, that's good. We'll see. And when I went to Tennessee back in 2017, it was, it was February. It was the end of winter. All the trees were dead. Or they looked dead. There's no leaves on anything. Mm-hmm. 
I was sold. Oh, it's so beautiful there. It's all it's green and forests and lakes. And then you go and it looks like nuclear winter. Mm-hmm. What the fuck yeah, is that's this? That's what happens Someone when you have seasons. Yeah, I didn't know that's what a season was. <laughs> I didn't know they, they fucking shaved all the trees of leaves and crap. Yeah, yeah the, the daddy trees taught the sun trees how to <laughs> shave and then... Sometimes they get nicks on the bark, but you know, Jesus overall they learn Christ. something and it's a great bonding experience. Do you think your dad ever shaves his dick and balls? What is this? <laughs> Tennessee. Yeah, that is Tennessee River. That's what it I was told it looked like. And we went there and it looked like a, a mm. background set in The Walking Dead. It was terrifying. I was waiting to be wowed in any way by Tennessee, and I wasn't, and I was so upset. And it turns out I just—they're not—they're not not the backgrounds that you see when you turn on like your your MacBook or your Windows computer or anything like that. They have photos up north. Yeah, that's California. (laughs) That's where that's where Apple gets all their photos from. So they got their OSs are like Yosemite and like El Capitan, and (laughs) it's for a reason. We were talking um, before he got here. We were, I was trying to talk to him about uh, his interest in hip hop and what kind of like drove that and what attracted him to that. But and I was talking about my uh, really unfortunate like hipsterism assholeness about music and why like oh like that music like doesn't speak to me about anything I've been going through type of thing. So did you just like bands that all started with the? Well, kind of uh, <laughs> fucking roasted. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's yeah. Like, yeah. like, I like the shins, the yeah. strokes, the TV on the radio. I'm just yeah. The TV the on the radio. <laughs> the clash. Yeah. I like the jam the and blinks, I like the clash. And the I, sum. <laughs> but I do not like the strokes or the shins. How dare you? Very. That's funny. I like the bands that um, they throw the in front of the name but it's not actually part of the name like the ramones the sex pistols the adolescents yeah things like things like those punk bands <laughs> the does the does that's a band i i recently learned that the and the are were actually separate words There's in old e's. english yeah two e's for the no like uh it was old english was a gendered language like how in Spanish it's el and la, so like the and the mm. were separate, like gendered. Uh, oh, okay, like blonde like, and blonde. Yeah, what? and then but it, it like converged into just being the same word. Weird. That's all the context I'm going to give you. That's fine. That's that so interesting. I mean, I'm curious to see how language completely fucks itself over, not over, but just adapts and grows, and it's so wild. Like there's, I use words every day that I wasn't using last year, and I'm like, ugh. How could I? I feel like it'll eventually just evolve the way uh, Futurama got, where they were just the new, like the neutral people, where they're just like, I feel fine. <laughs> Dude, They'll fe- all talk like me, basically, very basic, no, no, no actual emotions going into it. Oh yeah, I think the the pharmaceuticals have kind of given people that cadence in their voice here. Also, um, 
not to bag on Lompoc anymore than it already gets shit on. Everyone here has to be like on heroin when they drive. No one can reach the fucking speed limit and everyone drives slow. I'm always like, are you fucking kidding me? Stuck behind people. <laughs> I got. I have two thoughts on that. Bring it. Right, one of them is the fentanyl's crazy. It like is. people are walking around like literal zombies. Yeah. I was at Dollar General and it felt like we were in like like sort of like a, a dull moment in The Walking Dead <laughs> or like the first round of Nazi zombies. Like where they're not really trying to get you yet. Like people were literally just wandering around the parking lot in circles. They weren't asking for money. They weren't trying to interact with anyone. They're just fucking wandering like just inexplicably in random directions. Yeah, that's the weird thing. You guys get bothered by like homeless people asking for money very often, or because they're everywhere. I can't remember the last time yeah. one said something to me. The last time I got asked for money was in slow, and the dude was wearing a fucking shirt with a tie and like looked like he got beat the fuck up and was just like, "Hey, I can't work because I got beat the fuck up. Can I have some money?" I was like. Yeah, like yeah. that's you seem like a, a reasonable guy. Almost Is, bought it. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I was like, even if you're buying drugs, like fucking good on you for going to the Goodwill and getting a tie or some shit. Yeah, like, he's trying. Yeah, most like, people do not. Yeah, fucking up your hustle. Like fucking step your shit up. Well, not, <laughs> yeah, seriously, dude. Oh, there people just are not hustling. They're right. even lazy. That's how lazy people are. Is like, first of all, they don't want to work, and they end up some of them in the situations that uh, they do, and then they're homeless, and then they're just kind of like, here's my life. Bad sign. I was walking into Walmart today, and there was a guy sitting there, and he was just shaking a sign in front of his face. And it, it I got to be honest, I've seen better sign waivers. I was like, you know what? All of these homeless people have a perfect job. They could be waving those fucking signs for Little Caesars and the real realty place. They could be spinning the arrows, and I don't know why. Like, at least you're getting paid for it. I think you actually might make more money as a homeless person with a sign on the corner than those people spinning signs. I have, I have heard that. I, yeah, I have. I've heard me, my mom used to want to uh, just like dress in like worn, worn clothes and just go stand on a corner of like by a freeway one day. This is years ago before mm-hmm. like uh, homeless people were like a, the second pandemic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and she wanted to see how much money we could make. Yeah, I was like, damn. I mean, think about it. Like if you... If like four people an hour give you five bucks, like you're you're basically making that's like, like almost my yeah, fucking that's, wage. That's yeah. pr- and it's tax taxless. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. You can that's actually make pretty, pretty good money like that. Good. Yeah. My, my other thought on the Lompoc drivers being terrible was like yes, and uh, when we we're in the Bay Area, and uh, for whatever reason, especially near Oakland. It was worse than that. Like, I was trying to merge onto an interstate, and someone was going 25 fucking miles an hour. Like, I had to do so many ridiculous, sketchy maneuvers to get up to speed around them and get in with the flow of traffic. And that wasn't even just one person. It was, like, every single time I got onto an interstate, we were behind someone going 45 or less. Like, dude, it's an interstate. That's you. You, you slump your seat back a little bit, go a hundred, and get where you're exactly. going. Exactly. Stop. Exactly. I don't know if you've ever studied anthropology. Oakland is not known for people not doing drugs, hmm. uh, and the Bay Area in general has uh, as many turds as they do needles on the ground in San Francisco. I don't know what it is about that place that attracts that kind of uh, I don't not a faction. 
It's not. Yeah. <laughs> weather's good yeah, here. The weather's, that, that if not better. Yeah, yeah. Moved back was, you know, how can you not be on a sick one twenty four seven if the weather is beautiful? I mean, you don't have to worry about. Oh, I'm just gonna fucking sweat bullets and just be dying. Nah, nah, man. It's like sixty two degrees. You can be as high as you fucking want. 24-7. You don't need a sleeping bag. No. You can just post up on the sidewalk, call it good. Yeah. People die in Chicago from the elements. People yeah, people die in fucking Denver from the elements. Yeah. But you're out here, and it's like, oh, the weather's beautiful. I can be high year-round. Hmm. It'd be 3 o'clock in the morning. You're not cold. Yeah, it feels good. Yeah, it feels damn. good. You're like, damn, I need a cigarette. This feels great. It might be that they might have like the key to happiness and we're actually like the suckers that are trying to like earn a living wage and find a home and get new crock pots and shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not sure that we're on the right side of everything. I had someone recently come up to me and we're having a pretty normal like business type interaction and then out of nowhere she just looks at me like she just had a realization and she was like you're Calderon. And I was like, no, no, that's, that's not me. And she, yeah, you are. I remember you. We used to have a great time. Like you're so fun. We used to remember when we used to live carefree in the riverbed and we just do whatever we wanted to do. And I was like, no, no, that's not me. She's like, yeah, yeah. I remember. Remember when you built that hot tub? Like that was awesome. And I was like, no, like in that is not. So I remember when you and your wife went to Knott's Berry Farm and brought a hat back for me. It's like, well, I don't have the hat right now, but I remember you're fucking cool, man. And you know, at first I was like, I never took my wife to Knott's Berry Farm, and I was like, when I really thought about it, I was like, man, I want to talk to her again because. I build hot tubs in the riverbed? Yeah, I this mean, guy, might, I sound pretty fucking interesting. Yeah, what if I'm the one who's wrong and she's right? And, and even if that's not the case, at the end of the day, I just really want to know, like, how are they building hot tubs down there? Like, do they just have a kiddie pool and they got some water in there and the, the sun heated it up? Or, like... Did they have a heating element that heated it up? Like, yeah, they did, like, a campfire yeah. stove and the water got, like, just zesty enough? Yeah, or like, do they just got, like, a bendy, like, a crazy straw and they're just blowing bubbles? Like, what are they, like, it could be they countersunk, like, a fucking pool into the, like, the, the sand, and yeah. then they, like, got, like, a, some sort of, like, a motorcycle battery and, like, some pumps. And it sounds like, like you actually might have built this hot tub, I, dude. You might be I called might around. have. I might have. I've been thinking about it a lot. I've been, and, you know, I really wanted to run into her again just so I could ask those questions, and then I saw her, like, talking at the sky, like, in the alley behind the brewery, and I realized that I did not, in fact, want to talk to her anymore. Yeah, it's kind of a dead... But, you know, if anyone listening knows someone who builds hot tubs in the riverbed, like, please reach out to me. I'd like to know more. Called her own. Sounds like a local legend out there. Local riverbed legend. I got a... Got a little shit storm on Facebook uh, about four or six months ago. Or Facebook? Maybe Instagram, I forget. But it was during all the rain. And uh, I posted this joke and I said, I was praying for a solution to all this poor homeless in the riverbed. I didn't realize God was going to drown them and wash their bodies away. I had apparently multiple people upset at me about this. <laughs> no hot tubs anymore. I knew the person that gave birth in the riverbed. Oh my god, there's a person that gave birth in the riverbed? Yeah. That sounds 
Heck during dicks. during the storms in January, there was somebody that ended up actually giving birth in the riverbed oh, yeah. underneath oh, yeah. the bridge going. That's uh, right. Yeah. So it was somebody that I knew way, way back. Um, they let her like actually hold the baby after she she gave birth. Um, I mean, it's her but, child. Well, yeah, and, but uh, she was on drugs, obviously. Oh, what the baby come out like? I mean, not like I mean, was it black I, I, or anything. Based like, on, I mean, like, based was on it a like person, Facebook pictures, but, look completely normal, and like the dad looks fairly normal, but like the mom is just oh my god, high as hell, and like really? looks bad. Oh my god. I don't think he, he was, was there, and he had like I helped. I thought. Dad. Yeah. Like in spite of the circumstances, just fucking there for his kid. Like it was bizarre to see all the photos and. I want to see these photos because I knew this happened. I didn't realize there was pictures. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. And I don't mean like a damn that's crazy like boring story. I mean like mm. goddamn that's fucking bananas, dude. Yeah. Damn. You know it's. You guys. It's unfortunate. Like the like, people have to resort to living in the riverbed, and I always wonder what the little trigger, what the little push that someone needs <laughs> to go down that road in life, because it, it could literally be any of us. I mean, I got to be honest. The dad also looks like he's on drugs. Yeah, fair. Um, not as bad. He doesn't look as bad. That doesn't mean he, he doesn't does look like he's on drugs. drugs. You know, like he's like micro dosing meth. You know, it looks I mean? like yeah, yeah. I love people who skip right to the hand tattoos and, and just have no tattoos on their arms. So what the fuck is that about? Um, well, respect to them. And the baby, uh, baby looks grumpy as hell. Looks, you hey, yeah. Gave birth to me in a riverbed, guys. Yeah. I mean, it's not home. like Moses got like pushed out and. Into a, the river. That was back shit. when like yeah. rivers were clean, though. <laughs> um, the only thing in there <laughs> was like, malaria rivers. Yeah, so clean. So oh, clean. I mean, they're malaria rivers and now. Yeah. They were like, plague rivers back then. The oh, the oh, the poor friggin' <laughs> baby looks like it's had a tough life already. Yeah. Oh, dang. She she. <laughs> <laughs> She looks like her. Uh, she looks like her uh, astrological sign is methadone. Uh, <laughs> fuck. You, you guys think you'll ever have kids? Or I mean, can you even have kids? <laughs> I don't know. Even like I forget that. Like some people just straight up are like, oh, you know, uh, I had my balls cut off in Afghanistan. There's no, <laughs> I cannot have. No, nah, we 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 won't have any kids. It's not. All right. That's not in the cards. Doesn't sound fun. Well, why? I don't like kids. I mean, a a lot of people don't like kids, but they love their kids because it's like it's them. It's a product of them. It's very like. I'm not arguing. I don't. I don't have any kids. Yeah, I do. Talk to it. Yeah. Okay. Please. Um, So I partially raised my younger sister growing up. Um, She just graduated from Berkeley a couple weeks ago. Um, so the first time, like I started taking now her, she's stuck in traffic in Oakland. Yeah, basically. Um, she still lives up there. <laughs> and, uh, so I remember taking her to school when she, at Megalito for like preschool and kindergarten and whatnot. And people thought I was her parent. I was like fucking 14 years old. Yeah. And <laughs> what like, a whore. Helped her. Yeah, I know. I'm like, what the fuck do you think I was doing? I was actually doing terrible things, but not that, um, but me and me and my siblings all helped kind of like build her up and take care of her throughout the years, yeah. and we dedicated a lot of time to that. And uh, it's pretty thankless. It's pretty thankless. Yeah. 
I, mean, I got no joy out of that. No I mean, joy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, after everything was said and done, like she graduated and we went to her graduation. Um, we didn't make it out for cocktails. So she's pretty mad at me still. She won't talk to me. It's cool. Oh, yeah. Um, Way to but, go, mom. Yeah. But otherwise, uh, no, kids just aren't in the cards. Like I just. Fair enough. Uh, I don't. I don't, I don't get that same draw that a lot of people did. And even when I was younger, like, and thought about it, it's like, oh, I could maybe have kids one day. I don't want fucking kids. Yeah. I mean, it, I was really not attracted to the idea for a long time. I think it might just be like a biological imperative because of my age. But it it's like the ideas become a little glossier in my mind. And also, I've had a couple friends have kids. And I'm like, okay. If these retards can do it, then I should be fine. Um, it was, from my perspective, I don't. I have very few friends who actually like have kids. Mm. Yeah, like I, I feel think like I have that's like true, like like legitimately like one friend who has kids. I can count on and one hand, hand uh, friends who have kids that are at least in my age bracket, my mm-hmm. graduating class especially. Like, think about just, the people that like we hung out with in high school. Like, how many of them have kids? How many of them are married? They're at least divorced. <laughs> like, they're not kids going around. Yeah. Yeah. Like just not a lot of kids. Like I don't. No. They're a little late. I think all the microplastics made everyone infertile anyways. Um, yeah. Maybe a little bit of that. I think ec- economically like, like. It's not a good idea. It doesn't idea. seem like a good idea. Economically, the yeah. most responsible people we know don't have kids, yeah. right? And I grew up like growing up. My dad always told me like not to have kids. He was like. Oh, well, that's was, rude. Well, no, he was like, don't have kids. They'll ruin your life. And then that's not, that's not what I want to hear from my parent at yeah. all. Yeah, I was like, he, he elaborated. It was like, it's not that like it, it ruins the life that you had. Once you have those kids, you're not the center of the universe anymore. You can't just go do dumb shit. That kid is now your responsibility until the end of time. So you have to make those adjustments to your life. So the life that you used to have, it's dead. Like, and now you have a new one. It might be better than the old one, but like, yeah. it's gone. Well, that's what I'm saying is a lot of people I know that have kids, or at least that I see, they weren't really like that interesting before. And now they get to fulfill their their story and their life as adults and get to raise someone and get to like give a person uh someone else a chance at this fucking hell we call life mm. it's really it's just really curious because there's like a it, <laughs> there's part with the, there's part of me that's like my life isn't so interesting that i need to be stuck and glued to what i'm doing so if a kid happened i would just be like oh that's uh that's the point of all this. That was that's where I go from there. I don't know. I don't know why I asked. I think it's just maybe it's because I have both of you here, and it. I don't know. Just comes up. Just thinking yeah, about yeah. it. No, I get it. I get the the draw. Like, like we're a, all here because we're someone's kid. Yeah, right? yeah. Like it's it's, it's, a, it's interesting to thing. not participate. Um, I think everyone likes teaching other people and. Like yeah, there's, you, get there's to some, be the, you get to be the coach of like some little fool who kind of looks like you. Like, yeah, <laughs> like it's cool. There is there's this weird narcissism in coaching and teaching. Also, mm-hmm. um, the two people who martyr themselves bigger than anyone I know, teachers, parent, mothers, teachers and mothers. They just fuck. <laughs> they just go. Do uh, you see what I've done for you? And just expect so much more. And it's like, no, you did this to yourself the thankless part what you've done for me <laughs> you brought me into this world i didn't 
didn't ask for that. Yeah. <laughs> that the thankless part, you're probably spot on. Um, but also it's very, in, it seems intentional that people go become teachers, coaches, and parents for the most part in a first world society. Mm-hmm. And it, um, it's kind of annoying. I hate it. I'm kind of annoyed at like the, but like, or even like when I'm trying to teach someone something, I'm like, Hey, I feel pretty good about this. It's weird. There's some narcissism in that. Yeah. I mean, I also feel like having kids is kind of weird. Like I get, it's like the biological imperative. That's essentially what we're here for is to just like reproduce, like add infinitum, like no matter what kind of biological species you are from plants to whatever the more complex version of us may be. But like, it's also kind of, it's, it's, it's just like strange. It's like you're forcing someone to be your homie. And then so often you just abandon that little homie. Like, how are you going to do that? You yeah. Know? And people so you forcibly bring someone into the world and then be like, eh, nah, figure it out. Do you think it does something to certain people mentally and they're not strong enough? It like turns them insane and then they just start like directing negative things and abuse towards the weakest, most vulnerable thing around them? (laughs) Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, yeah. Do you think that uh, your your dad or parents in any way, shape, or form have like a second chance at accessing the life they used to have before you guys. And that's what they're like yearning for. Do you think that like people like take it out on their kids because they don't get to be like, like hot young single people anymore. I love the, like, so, give me that mic, bitch. <laughs> so, so I think it really depends. Cause I think for, you know, for some parents, like, especially maybe like from like our parents generation or anything where they kind of stumbled into the role Basically, because a lot of a lot of our parents, I don't know about you guys, like my parents didn't plan on fucking having me. Yeah, I, there, my, there, my there mom refers no to us as that. surprises. That was a, oops, fuck, I fucked yeah. up. Mm-hmm. I was born six months after my parents got married. Yeah, so I mean, there, there's really no planning that goes into that, but there's always that like you stumble into the role and you're like, oh well, I'm not doing half fucking bad, and you just kind of you float through it and you're like, you feel good about what you're doing when you, you're successful at something and something is you know panning out the way that you envision that it will pan out. Mm. So you hope to relive that situation. That's fair. And I don't think that anybody gets that opportunity to relive a situation again the way you ever want to, no matter how much you envision it or how you try to plan it or anything. Hmm. Like there, there is no reliving something. It's weird. It, I feel like there's so much nostalgia-driven things in life and maybe nostalgia is a key component of being a parent and that it is you loving yourself is how you will teach and help someone else live life because you know what it takes to make yourself the utmost highest caliber mm-hmm. i hope i mean at least we try we we know what we think makes us cool and mm-hmm. i mean i know i'm probably wrong about myself but you're like oh my little dude's gonna be at least yeah. half as cool as me, you know. Conversely, if you hated your childhood, you're either gonna like to accidentally recreate that shit on that or, kid, or like compensate for it, do well, or, or overcompensate. Yeah, maybe for it. overcompensate. I mean, maybe yeah. I think one. every everything we do is like reactionary to like what we've learned, like uh, as children. Yeah. Well, gosh, so you I guys, you guys learned no kids. Is that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. When my mom was like my age, like she was dead. So like I don't. I don't she wasn't doing. Yeah, anything. she wasn't. I don't think she's trying to uh, chase nostalgia right now. So, okay. 
So your mom was lazy at your age, is what you're saying? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> this is public. Oh, God. Yeah. How, how old was your mom when she died? She was uh, 24. So her brain wasn't even fully developed before yeah, she yeah. died? Yeah. And she still managed to have you? Mm-hmm. That's a sweet, sweet lady. Yeah. If you could, if you could talk to your mom right now, what would you say? I always hate those questions. Good. I don't think I have anything specific. I'd, I'd say it would be it would be weird. Like, you know, I think I, I I'd be fearful because, you know, like I'm not too fond of zombies. <laughs> <laughs> Already grabbed a beer. Yeah. Thank um, you. Uh, no, there, there's so much I missed out on. I was like four years old when she passed away. Uh, so there's just like, it, it leaves like a, a pretty big void in your life the same way that losing a parent does regardless of you know how you lose that parent. I know a lot of people struggle with like being raised by like, you know, single parents or, you know, with a, a, a step kind of dynamic yeah. or you know, people are orphaned. So like, some people had it worse than me. Uh, I I think I'm more just curious about who she was as a person, like on a one-on-one basis, rather than well, like what my life would have been like if I had a mom, like that, that kind of thing. I think it's more just like that's an answer for where me. the fuck do I come from? That is that like, is why that. are you you? Do you do we share anything in common? Do people tell you you do when you have certain mannerisms or things they go you are so your mother's child or that is absolutely just like i've never really gotten it for like the behavioral characteristics like when i was younger i looked a lot more like her yeah but like as an adult she didn't, she didn't i look more beard. like my dad yeah no yeah. beard dad i look more a, like my dad now yeah if it checks out uh <laughs> <laughs> so uh when we were teenagers i used to always make dead dad jokes and fit, uh, faith, Tay, if you always make dead mom jokes, so we we filled out the oh, I, I just heard one, uh, he made <laughs> it still happens. So we used to make these, uh, buried the lead on it, too. Yeah, he did, dude. He fucking <laughs> got me hook, line, and sinker. Oh man, so good. I fucking appreciate that. She Dark lives humor. on South C Street. If anyone wants to, I was born on South C Street. <laughs> I'm curious. You guys ever um, curious where you were uh, made? What is it called? Conceived. That's the one. Conceived. I don't want to know. I'm good on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I I know. So it was. I was born in September. So like, it's like 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 uh, did the clock hit midnight? (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was just supposed to be a kiss. Oh fuck. (laughs) Well, it's actually like about a ten month gestation. So maybe you were a Christmas present. Mm. Agree that you were yeah. a, you were a Christmas present that could have been a blowjob. I was I was Fourth of July summer sex for sure. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> I'm still so patriotic. It makes perfect sense. Well, I, so I'm born in February. Is um, it my my grandfather died? I think the year before. So I'm probably like the combination of like sad, drunken, just sympathy sex or yeah. something. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. That's so beautiful. Yeah. No. Upstate New York, sad fucking sympathy sex. How could you be sad in upstate New York? It's so beautiful. Oh, it's very easy. My grandfather drove himself into a frozen lake. (laughs) Why would he do that? Uh, Suicide, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) 
I was going to bring this up. I, I was going to bring this up like three dead parent jokes ago, but do you think suicide exists in other species other than humans? I'm not sure that it does. I don't know for sure, but I've always thought about sometimes when you see roadkill. No, isn't that like homicide? That's voluntary. That's uh, that's when you uh, like stuff. fucking get decapitated. I don't know. Like like animals feel feelings. I just yeah. I don't know if they have that call of the void. Do you the think? Same way do you think do. enough of them are like? I didn't amount to much. I don't think I. I don't <laughs> think it's getting any easier from here on I, out. I feel like probably animals don't have the same existential like crises that we do. Like I'd hope not at least because this shit sucks. Is it weird that? <laughs> yeah, this shit is really yeah. Tr- <laughs> like life is bleak, even if it's in its greatest moments. Like the the ability to like contemplate your mortality is a curse <laughs> what you say I was like welcome to Dallas's bleakest <laughs> oh you wish <laughs> I just I feel like yeah I don't know, as, as an answer to that I feel like maybe depends on the animal smarter animals probably contemplate that shit like crows crows are probably saying they're like you know I could just fucking go out in front of that car right now just fucking end this shit they kind of flirt with disaster when they drop the walnuts in front of the cars i actually uh befriended crows when i lived at my mom's um i used to go out of my way to drive over the walnuts and i'd step on them uh, when i saw them out here because i used to park my cars out here yeah and they used to leave like rocks and presents on our doorstep and shit and it was super and i'd always like hear them and then i'd open the door and there'd be like something on the fucking doorstep or the patio and they're always like really cool like things <laughs> and i used to think kids were doing it and then one day I, I like found out, oh, it's fucking crows. And this is actually like a relation they have with you, like a relationship. Yeah, like the mutualistic. Yeah. I've been thinking about wanting to do that lately, but like I want it to be like in a neighborhood I know I'm going to be in for a while. Yeah. So I really want to cultivate that relationship. I want to train crows to like be able to carry firearms and go do <laughs> robberies for me. It's so much plausible deniability, you know? I think that the the animal control will profile them for being black and probably... Uh, <laughs> I don't think they'll, they'll I don't be able think to get I'm away go with down that. for it though. You know, like how are they going to prove that? You know, I'll, I'll I know all they do all shit. look alike. <laughs> or like tie a little knife to like one of their fucking <laughs> like cockfighting, like yeah, little fucking like, razors. What on? would you do if like a murder of crows came up to you all armed and like murdered me? No, <laughs> I would like, have nothing. <laughs> like you give them your wallet. Like if they started attacking you, like with blades and shit. Fucking like, a, oh man, shit! They I probably know. want that. They drive away with your car. Like that'd be fucked up. Because I think from what I read, the smartest crows. It'd be funny if they took a thunderbird too. <laughs> <laughs> I think the smartest crows are like they have like the cognition of like an average like three and a half to four year old child, uh, and that's ma- the smartest one. So if yeah. you think like a a two year old human like in bird form is kind of terrifying. Like, I mean, two year olds can fuck some shit up, dude. Toddlers in human form are terrifying. Yeah, yeah put them, make them fly. Like, no. No, little Jimmy going through his terrible twos in his no phase with wings and claws. What a little. You need like a fucking flamethrower, yeah. Absolutely. You want one of Elon's flamethrowers? It's not a flamethrower. One stabler on organized crime where you have the fucking like. The the RPG? (laughs) Yeah. I love Law and Order Universe. Fucking Dick Wolf. 
based ass name too. I really hope he was born like Richard Wolf and he's not just making it up. Yeah, why? I mean, just as a kid, like as a six year old, they already called him Dick. They're like, he's such a joy to be around. (laughs) It's just a little. Have you ever met someone like where they always get referred to by like their whole name? No, no. Like, imagine a six-year-old that you called by their full name. Like, imagine that level of respect. There's a six-year-old, and it's like, that's Dick Wolf. (laughs) Like, that's... I. You know what? They were always bullies. If if (laughs) someone called someone by their whole name, you avoided that person. They were a piece of shit. It's that level of respect. It's the level of... Or uh, fear. Yeah. It's not even respect. It's fear. They're respecting how much they're scared of them. Uh, They respected the safety of them because there's a few bullies that come to mind and it's always always a full name basis i really hope no one knows me by it no i can't couldn't possibly i know one of them does jujitsu in santa maria and then the (laughs) other one uh was like dating someone that was like a mutual friend and then uh the other one i have no idea what happened to him Redacted, redacted, redacted. Friend of the pod. Yeah, not. <laughs> yeah, big, big no on those. What's your favorite thing about Lompoc? Leaving. Just in general, just a very broad statement. Leaving. It's oh, leaving, leaving. leaving. Oh, I thought you. I thought you, yeah. I'm, I'm there with him. Yeah, but that's not a that's not a quality. <laughs> I've had, I've had this exact. It's not a, a positive quality about a place if the best part of it is leaving. My favorite thing about Lompoc is the how often it's overcast weather here. I feel as much as um, there is like a certain disdain we have for the city we live in. There's also like when I go other places, I feel better than them and tougher than them and i feel like we live in like the like the i don't know how to put it like there's definitely like a culture to this place that is not replicated anywhere nearby i can put up with more bullshit than you yeah i can put up with more bullshit we have almost as much crime as santa maria we have the gang violence we have drug problem but we also um I don't think I like anything about this place, actually. <laughs> no, I'm, it's, I'm kidding. It's like, it's, but it, but it feels like 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 a there's a toughness to coming from think, here that is not present anywhere else on the central coast. I feel like Lompoc's like the the actual blue collar place. Yeah, like I can, for for large swaths of the population, it's not like. If you go to five cities, there's a shitload of like vacation homes, and if you go in I, any direction, you're, it's tourism and that yeah. like wine there's country. A, there's and, a mine like yeah. two miles south of here. Yeah, like, like my, my uncle spent his entire career working in a mine. My, there's yeah. oil fields. There's an air force base. There's a prison. A prison. And then a whole bunch of agriculture is the rest of it surrounding this area. I feel like it's just if you explained Lompoc without ever mentioning that it was by the ocean or that it was in California, you could be easily talking about uh, somewhere Wyoming, in Indiana, oh, Kansas, okay, yeah. like the yeah Iowa, the Great Lakes region, somewhere in the mm-hmm. South, Texas, anywhere. It's like any town but California. Yeah, 
That's, I think you're really spot on. And it's really funny when people uh, are here from Vandenberg and they're like, oh, this is great. You know where I'm from? It's dog shit. It is flat. It is we're not this close to the beach and they think Lompoc's like awesome and you realize like how good we have it mm-hmm. like don't get me wrong still dislike things about Lompoc but I've definitely learned and my perspective has been widened on things to appreciate just yeah. in the proximity imagine the being from North Dakota yeah um, no thank you <laughs> that sounds that's, awful that's my my mom's side of the family like my grandpa and grandma were from North Dakota and Minnesota, respectively, yeah. across the river, like on the border of the uh-huh. two states. Oh, like that's that why they stayed here. Nice. <laughs> that sounds kind of nice. I guess they I do know. have a they do have a cute story, like uh, how they met. Yeah. Uh, my grandpa like went to the wrong place and accidentally stood up his date, and then my grandma got stood up by her date, and then they ended up at the same place at the same time and met each other. That is so cute. Yeah. What, what? What? Give me more details. Do you do you know? Do you remember any more? No, that's 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 the general. That's what I know. They were married for. Um, see, my grandpa was twenty, so they got married in about fifty-three. There are sixty. Eleven. Sixty-two people. years. Like wow. Like how long they were married? That's intense. That's a long time. Yeah, yeah, they're like, hey, be careful. One year turns into 60 real quick. <laughs> Damn, how long have you guys been married? You get out the oh, thanks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, oh, we, we've been married for three years. Uh, we got married New Year's Eve 2019 going into 2020, but we observe it for New Year's Day 2020 um, for tax purposes, of nice. course. Nice, yeah. nice. Um, Fuck the IRS. Yeah, we were going <laughs> we to... Do an actual celebration out here in California because we just we got we we just did the courthouse wedding yeah. self solemnize at home because you don't need anybody to be present in the state of Colorado, um, so we were going to celebrate it out here summer twenty twenty. Um, what happened? I don't know. Fucking just gave up on that. I, I I guess like the world just fucking imploded. Oh. I guess for yeah, you know. Yeah, it felt like the world stopped. Yeah, everybody just like stopped fucking doing things. I heard you guys like completely shut down way worse than we did in Colorado. Because like out in Colorado, we just didn't give a fuck out there. Weird, because we, you guys we seem fine. It's almost like uh, they went too too. Yeah, I didn't get COVID till I moved out here. I didn't get COVID until Ukraine was getting their shit, but get pushed in by <laughs> Russia. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? Yeah, no, they, it, people were like, "Ew, you got COVID." That's so last year. Like, yeah. COVID was done. Yeah, no, people I were like, "You it. didn't even change your profile picture to stand year, with Ukraine." It was pretty brutal. We didn't get COVID till twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty three for me. Yeah. No, 2022. Two. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it was in the summer. And, you know, it was, it was shitty. Like, it, it was worse than I thought it was going to be like, after being vaccinated. So, yeah. yay. That's the, that, yeah, and I talked about that with uh, someone on the last podcast because he was like, uh, it was Palmdale. He was like, uh, <laughs> not I'm about to get political. You vaxxed? You don't look like a person who's vaccinated. And I was like, no, I am not vaccinated. I have pure blood and semen. And... <laughs> And I told him, I was like, it wasn't even that I was like against a vaccine. I was just like, yeah, I'm just going to wait till everyone else gets it. So I make sure we're not getting like a Tuskegee experiment on See, everyone. My thing was, is I've already put enough terrible things into my body. Right. What, what's one more goddamn yeah. thing? Yeah, right. And, 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 I, it made, and I understand It made my that. family feel more comfortable. So it was just like, I, yeah. wanted, I, I moved back here under the idea of spending more time with my family. Yes. Do I? No. <laughs> uh, well, it was a good idea, though. 
But it, it was a good idea at, at the time. That, and you know what? And I know a lot of people who were vaccinated. I'm really thankful that they're perfectly fine because there's you hear all kinds of shit now coming out about about it that's just really negative, and then that sucks. And it basically turned me into someone who looks and talks like a a very uh, anti-vaxxer in general hmm. because of it. I, like, I mean, I get the skepticism for sure, but it's uh, always like, it, like the core, I wasn't even skeptical. Yeah. I was just like, I'm just going <laughs> to wait, yeah. wait no, till I, mean, I can, you know, yeah, it's but my I mean, turn. The, the, you know, it's not the correlation and causation line. Definitely. Where does it fall? I don't know. I'm not here to debate that. I'm, not, I'm good. I'm not it. here either. So we don't have to. <laughs> That's fine. God, getting COVID. Yeah, I got COVID. It wasn't too bad. Like, honestly. Like, I was coughing for, like, I mean, you still can't smell, though, so. That, oh, I don't, was that? Co- that was one of that the That was COVID-related? Yeah. Okay, so maybe I got COVID again. Yeah, I still can't smell, but honestly, it's a kind of a low-key superpower. I guess. I. You didn't have to smell the guy that fucking paid the milk at the brewery the other night. Yeah, yeah, yeah that didn't have to smell him. Like I haven't smelled a fart in god knows how long this year <laughs> at least nice um <laughs> pu- public restrooms are so much nicer than they've ever been uh old lady perfume is a thing of the past just like the old <laughs> ladies who probably died uh wearing it it it's it's not you know but it, like food and how beer smells and yeah, the I, smell of a fresh ball slack sack smacking you in the face in the morning <laughs> i'll tell you what though <laughs> so i don't smell the actual smells i smell like genres of it smells like uh someone mixed up all the uh smells and they came out with new colors i know how crazy that sounds or how it doesn't make sense but i walked by the leather wallets and shit in walmart today and it was like i was like what the fuck is that that's not right and I was like, that must be the wallets. Because every time I walk by, they smelled like leather weird. But it didn't smell like leather, right? Yeah. So it didn't smell like that. Um, like cooked food, armpits, and like they all smell alike to me. Hmm. I it's guess it so makes weird. sense. It's like um, like a spectrum yeah. of loss. Yeah. Like yeah. with blindness. Like it's not, and deafness. It's not just, it is. It's, it's like not a, a light switch. It's like a light spectrum through yeah. your nose. It's a sense spectrum. And it's like, it's like I have the, the cement, but I don't have the like rest of the house. Hmm. It's weird. I, I worked with someone who like lost their sense of taste and smell from COVID, like during the kind of beginning of like all the shutdowns, like that first summer of 2020. Yeah. And I feel like she actually came out on top because she didn't have to smell all the fucking tequila scented hand sanitizer oh, that was going around. I, those were a joy. I, I, never, hated I never, it. You know, do you, do you, the hand sanitizer that felt like cum in your hands? Uh, I felt cum in my hands, so I didn't really. By the time hand sanitizer came yeah, around, they, I was like, "This one's so bad." Was it white? Made in Morro Bay? No, it was just sticky and like dried wrong. Like it was. But it smelled like tequila. Yeah, all the all the distilleries this. started making fucking hand sanitizer, and then the government taxed them like on it, like hard. Like, I think anyone, shit. any distillery making hand sanitizer basically got hit with like a fifteen k like one time tax for not being like FDA approved. Sick. There is not a single three letter organization that is related to the government that I don't want to just blow up unless it's one you work for um it is just no, we're good. We're on that. that's good 
especially the FDA. <laughs> Fucking dick we ass. Got, we got beef. It's funny. It's funny how many things are approved by the FDA and then they just revoke them or they have to pull them. And it's like, but you guys were the ones who said it was okay. Yeah. yeah and then I'm getting frowned upon for the stuff that wasn't approved by you assholes. I don't feel like you guys are so omnipotent and all knowing anyways. They're just people at the end of the day. That's and if the you have thing. That's the body. thing. That's the worst thing. That is the stupidest, most worst part fucking annoying. Think about the stupidest assholes you know, like people who were given birth in the fucking riverbed. And then there's just people that they're related to that you know that just work for other companies and then and then you owe them money mm-hmm. just because they're like you're born. And if you don't pay them, someone with a gun shows up at your door. It's mobbed up. It is horrible. I know he. It wasn't his looks. That's for sure. No, he looks like a turtle. I keep thinking. About turtles that are cute. Song. Yeah, he's not a cute turtle. I keep thinking about that song, like you'll probably, like you'll likely outlive Mitch McConnell or whatever. Mm-hmm. One day he'll be McConnell. Yeah. That's. I love. That sounds great. God. Just yeah. Just like people like that, where it's just yeah. like this How motherfucker. Fuck did you get here? It's just and like, um, everyone in Congress makes so much money on like insider I talk, trading. I talk to people that lived in Kentucky. Like I, I, I worked with a guy that lived out there, and he was, and you know, he he talked about like everybody fucking hates Mitch McConnell. I don't understand how he keeps getting reelected. He was like, but he does. Yeah, gerrymandering. I mean, yeah, that's ultimately what it is. But he's yeah. just like everybody fucking hates him. If he'd step down, I, I'd be just as happy as I was when Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it's it's not. It's yeah. No, I shouldn't take it's for that. Not, you should just fucking step down. You guys are old. Step aside. Step aside. What have you been trying to like? You're you're not going to participate in the future that you're building. Oh. <sighs> yeah, like, like, hand shaking, fucking like mouth agape, like uh. Yeah, like, if you see someone with their mouth agape driving around, that's the average age of Congress. Yeah, like isn't you ever see that? Where, like yeah, people who yeah. look flabbergasted that they're alive and they're confused by their surroundings. Yeah, there's like that, that. What's that? Group, that old Bill know? Burr bit where like there's old and then there's that old where <laughs> the guy just goes around looking horrified all the time. Like yeah. <gasps> that is exactly it. That's yeah, that that is the spot. age group that should not be representing us. They, like, they should in not government. be making rules and laws for us. And, and it I feel is like awful. I feel like maybe I don't know if there should be a specific age cutoff either because that seems. That it, seems like you're a, taking rights a, from old people yeah, who might want them. Because when you start just putting lines on shit, it's a slippery slope to eugenics and like it's a all slippery that kind of slope shit. to just fascism in general. And yeah, yeah. like eugenics. And so I think it would be a slippery slope. Like I know, for example, like my grandmother, she came out for Aaron's graduation a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And my grandmother's like 76 years old. She went out to the brewery with us. She went down to PCH with us. Mm-hmm. She still stayed up until 10 p.m. She drove all the way out here from Palm Springs and then did all of that with us. Tell Gangster. me that you know another person in their 70s that's going to fucking like drive 350 miles and then go out like basically bar hopping. Yeah, that's pretty fucking lit. Your grandma sounds fun. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. But I mean, that's that's not typical for most people. And yeah, she would have been. Yeah, you can't rely on it for people like yeah. that. Yeah. Maybe we just shouldn't be voting for, like, geriatric. Yeah, what the fuck is that shit about? I think you should have to put your age next to your name on the ballot. I think actually she's even in favor of that, honestly, Mm -hmm. because there's been times where she looks and she's, 
Oh, well, they shouldn't be running for any sort of election. They, they, their time has passed. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think there should absolutely be like a consorted spectrum of people. So you get this, uh, represented, represented age, excuse me. So it isn't just this unilateral thing like it is now where it's only fucking old people. And then like a couple people in their thirties and forties or some shit. Ah, it is just, it's just gross. It's just gross that like even the people we have to look forward to are already just playing the same bullshit. These younger people in Congress, these younger people. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're playing the same exact. They're game. doing the same exact corrupt bullshit, and it sucks that it's and like the, we. I feel like like no matter what we do on this outside, that that's just the real ruling class of things, and then they're just tinkering away at the lives and rights and realities that we have to face and suffer in this oh, this fucking megaplex of... Yeah, and I feel like we have a new playbook, too, after the past, you know, six to eight years that we experienced. Like, you know, the, yeah. the person being in charge of the EPA being basically a fucking oil baron, like, in the last administration before the... Hilarious. That's a little fucking wild. Fucking hilarious. Like, all right. But three-letter organization, bunch of bullshit. Mm-hmm. Can't go to the beach because the fucking EPA. I'm gonna go step on that bird when I see it. Fucking what are what what does Snowy EPA plumes? even stand for? Environmental like, Protection Agency. India Pale Ale. Yeah, it's an India Pale Ale. It's I an India right? Pale Ipa. Ipa. Yeah. Ipa. That's from the Simpsons movie. <laughs> all right, we all go, we all went there. Okay, good. Ah oh, man. Yeah, no, um, I am a very pro-American, anti-government person. And it, it, it unfortunately, I know that there's people out there that are my friends that see me and they think one thing and not the other. And maybe they're listening to my podcast. And maybe one day I get to clarify that for them. Mm-hmm. Like, I like our founding fathers. You know, I don't like that they own slaves. I wouldn't do that. But I also wouldn't. Like He's my favorite. I was literally just looking for a Teddy Roosevelt poster for the, the office today because he's mm-hmm. my favorite. You could do a you could do a Venn diagram with um, DMX and Teddy Roosevelt because they were both Rough Riders. That's true. <laughs> Stop, <laughs> drop, shut them down, open up shop. Yeah, that was Teddy Roosevelt. Um, yep. <laughs> I can't believe how little we've talked about skateboarding. Mm-hmm. Is that okay? To talk about skateboarding or how little we've talked about it? Really both. Both? No, it's not okay. You're right. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Want to talk about some skateboarding before we go? Before we yeah, yeah. You know, you know it's, I, I was thinking about it kind of earlier today, just kind of like in anticipation of you know, being guest on this podcast. Yeah. And I was just thinking about how like out of touch I am with skate brands to like the contemporary skate brands and like pro skaters today because like all of my idols are like 50 yeah like that's they're, what it they're feels in like their they're, 40s they're old enough yeah it's, like it's all wild. of my idols are like around my parents age at this point isn't that weird where you're like i never thought i'd like someone like this old ass's age yeah. and they're still ripping like rip neen williams like love him like went completely vegan and like works out and shit and is just just ripping it still is he like he's badass poor guy that's probably why you don't see him skate so much <laughs> he probably broke something and they can't I heal know, i yet. saw him like recently like shifty heel flipping like that's 15. all his heel flips are yeah. that wasn't reason i guarantee <laughs> it when you when your terms of reason were the last 10 years I guarantee he's not hucking down things but 
I could be completely wrong. I'm just shitting on him if he's vegan, uh, which is a <laughs> powerful reflex of mine. Excuse me. I understand that. And it's so hard and it sucks because it's like I want to be passionate and love skateboarding and feel good about like the board and stuff I'm writing. But I just go to the skate shops and I look at these things and I go, who the fuck is that guy? And I'm like, yeah. I don't want that. And it literally like we are the new incarnation of like that old dude, that old fucking Dickies, old schools and fucking Santa Cruz board and indie trucks. Like we are just whatever the next incarnation of that throwback I'm, skater I'm wearing is. Dickies corduroy shorts like to, <sighs> you got the new balances on those are fucking slick though. yeah dude i love new i've never shoes. had They're a pair so before cool. because it's like they got co-opted by neo-nazis in the past few years but the the new balance skateboarding shoes well i mean they're they, pretty fucking nice i fucking i there's like they got co-opted by neo-nazis yeah just the regular like new balances oh the white ones yeah like the no pun the, intended the, yeah the 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 dad the mowing the mowing lawn lawn ones. Yeah. yeah they just wanted to like look more presentable so it's like weird like just dad attire like i don't know probably yeah, just some social media scare monitoring probably shit. but I, I missed it though so yeah. I, I i hate that i missed it <laughs> i didn't know that i'm sure if i look back i shared a meme about it and i was in the know <laughs> for about three days but yeah, like fucking, I don't know if Dustin Dolan still has a pro model. I hardly see Tommy Sandoval decks out there. Yeah, at all. I never see those. Fucking I've seen like Dustin Dolan skate like somewhat recently. But the last thing I remember Instagram. seeing was like his battle with that giant bank where he's mm -hmm. just ripping himself up. Mm -hmm. And it's just crazy. Like, I'm wondering, like, is he still as drunk as he used to be? Like, trying to do all that? See, here's the thing about that is he's Australian. They have a whole different level of liver <laughs> that we don't have like it's like Stu graham too like yeah you know if you're oh, from he, scotland like you, you know, have his, a different liver his daughter passed away a few years ago mm. she had i believe cancer it was just horrible to watch like him kind of like try to crowdfund money for her and then lose her anyways and um not see like his skateboard anymore and then like think, yeah like damn life comes at you like a motherfucker in this existential crisis yeah i'm sure there's some animals out there that are killing themselves uh, probably yeah there's got to be i mean some of them not have to all roadkill is my fault because <laughs> <laughs> one of those dudes was like i'm done with this twigs and berries shit i'm out <laughs> yeah like i i love skateboarding it's like something that it's never not been a part of my life as long as I can remember. Like I, I started skating when I was like five, probably. Yeah. On like one of those those old school like eighties looking boards. Mm -hmm. It was probably like a a complete that one of my uncles or someone like had as a kid that kind of yeah. got hand me down. And then I like growing up with Tony Hawk's Pro Skater being like super new, and just That's all of funny. that. I love the soundtracks too. Like sometimes I'll just hear songs from those original Tony Hawk games and it's just it's a huge like a nostalgia. Yeah, hit. it's a huge part of the reason I like punk music in general is he was just this little like new wave punker kid who used to just go get fucking addicts and adolescence records and Devo and just he just shoved all that music from his childhood into his video games and it's so mm -hmm. cool and the songs he couldn't get rights for he'd get new bands to cover or he, they'd do <laughs> cover songs of those songs and that's like how I know a lot of the fucking songs yeah I love it Tony yes. Hawk's soundtracks shaped a whole different like genre of kids and music and brought I think a lot of 
longevity to those bands and brand uh, genres at least that yeah. would not exist without it. Yeah, Saved think, rock and roll for me. I'd say out of almost anything, the like skate videos themselves have been my biggest influence on music. Absolutely. There's so many bands I would have never heard about if it wasn't for um, just, just a, a, a skater's part that I really like. No doubt. No doubt in my mind. It is so integral. The Black Sabbath thing is a coincidence for me. Black mm-hmm. Sabbath was the first, one of the earliest memories I had was listening to... Uh, the Ozman cometh uh, on uh, a cassette tape in my mom's car. First two tracks are War Pigs and Black Sabbath outtakes, the songs, and they were just the most terrifying thing I'd ever heard in my life at that point. <laughs> it didn't sound like what I knew music to be at four years old or five years old, and then it's all these Aussie songs after that, and that is my <laughs> that is my like my lifeblood vein, my OG arc built for music and then it turns out all my favorite skaters love black sabbath and there was a huge theme in their songs and parts and then i heard Snowblind for matt allen's part in the cataclysmic abyss and then ozzy has or there's the what is it fucking gypsy uh for john alley and circa it's time video god i'm aging myself yeah i probably wouldn't listen to like Dead Moon, if it wasn't for like that Corey Duffel. Corey Duffel, part. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, Dead if it Moon wasn't that, like, I, probably, I yeah. wouldn't listen to it. Huge fucking yeah. uh, band in Portland. Like, the, it was a couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dead Moon, exactly. Yeah, the only great reason band. I knew it. Um, if it wasn't for, um, I can't even think of the song right now, but like Mystery Black and White. Mm. Like just the whole soundtrack was yeah. amazing, but there's a couple of the songs in there. Like, oh, it's like Dion and the Belmonts. <laughs> yeah, like, I would, I wouldn't know who that yeah. was if it wasn't it's for so some of those skate for parts. A black and white video, too. yeah, yeah. Some of those like throwback kind of like there really are sixties, fifties vibe stuff too, and a lot of the punk influence, and then a lot of those Transworld skate videos. Um, yeah. Just amazing soundtracks. Um, Where I'm, I just saw one. It's there's one in this room somewhere. There's the Transworld Right Foot Forward box. Mm-hmm. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, just so many. Um, oh, badass meets dumbass. Like the girl in chocolate tour video. Oh, like I never that saw one. that one. I, it's at the brewery. Really? Could probably put it on sometime. Oh hell yeah! But they use Modest Mouse like pretty heavily, and I had listened That's to them life. a bit. The foundation board. Oh or yeah. Found, the foundation uh, video. Yeah. With Modest Mouse in there. Fucking a. Yeah, yeah. They got used heavily. I listened to them outside of skate videos too. Yeah. And then one time I bought an iPod on like craigslist in town and they didn't delete their music off of it that's nice so it was just nothing but indie rock and i was like ah oh, cool like ah, cool it was like some of it was stuff i already wanted to listen to it was like it was like modest that's mouse entire discography and then just went into like just a crazy like direction from there that kind of like informed i thought you were saying doing. oh gay fucking indie rock all on the side part <laughs> dumb i want my money back i want I'm going to knock him down a few <laughs> bucks for this bullshit, making me put in the extra effort. It's like um, Bell and Sebastian. Bell and Sebastian. That's yeah. one. That's a fucking. That was, exactly. That was on the iPod. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Damn iPod. 
Yeah, that's uh, skateboarding was always like kind of brought people together. I feel like maybe just maybe the culture might be a little bit less toxic and kind of like consumerist than it's, it used to be, but it's also so, not. At it's the same so time. clean and cookie cutter now, and like it seems very uh, like narrative driven. Hmm. Not narrative driven. What's the word I'm looking for? Just it just doesn't seem authentic. I feel like it was- I love skateboarding and I hate skateboarders. And when I go to skate parks, I don't want to be around any of these fucking kids. And when I see those, <laughs> when I see them, I realize the same pitfalls I had in those fucking scooter kids, yeah. uh, same pitfalls of like kids. where I got sucked into trends, just like these kids are now. Mm-hmm. And it, and it just like, it hurts cause you think you're unique and you're this individual. And the truly the only way to actually do that on a skateboard is how you skate. Yeah. So like literally, you just get uh, like the scene from fucking Fight Club. You get fucking Brad Pitt reading off Tyler Durden bullshit. You are not unique. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's what it amounts to. Yeah. yeah. I learned unrelated to skateboarding that I'm like relatively normal, like a lot. So I think I'm unique. And then people come up to me and talk about like they're very what I thought was like a unique interest to me. Just like very casually, yeah. And it's like, doesn't that isn't cool. that so shattering when you're like, there goes my yeah, like I thought my identity was so like curated and no, oh well, yeah. No. I'm just I know oh, I'm just informed by the society around me. It yeah, like hurts. with skateboarding and I guess other things like is gatekeeping a bad thing necessarily? Not necessarily <laughs> in my book. I love gatekeeping. There's a kid, not a kid, he's definitely a grown-ass man, but there's this dude on TikTok that I've seen that only does, like, finger flip tricks. Yeah. And, like, they're cool, but, like, he never does a normal trick. Like, he like can, a blunt slide? <laughs> never just does, like, like one singular yeah, trick? Does, it's always some ridiculous combo? Yeah, but it's all, like, foot down. So I, I don't know if you know who I'm talking about. No? No. I'll have to show you, but it's, have to. he'll do basically like a boneless to blunt slide on a on a handrail, but use his back foot for like stability to push down it and then do like a 360 like finger flip out where it's like it's badass. You're doing shit that not many other people could do. Like I've seen him literally like finger flip hard flip down like nine stairs, but like his attitude and kind of the the narrative that he's building around it, crafting for social media, and the lack of, I guess... You need to send me this fucking guy's shit. Yeah, right yeah, now. I'll show you. It, it's just the lack of, like, drawing from the people before him. Like, for... It's just... It's weird. It's like iconoclasm, but I yeah. hate it. When usually, if someone's an iconoclast, I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, Thank you. Tear down that's, these structures that's and, like, right, do bitch. you. So one of my favorite. Just like no, that's not even punk. That's just you being a punk. Yeah, it's just you being a (laughs) douche about it. And you know what? I kind of I worry about that when I skate because I almost to a fault to a T will move my own like trick selection style whatever in the like um, contingent not not contingent. What's the opposite mean? against uh, I in the iconoclastic way you know where it's like I do not want to go like this I don't want to do it like this like it happened with me I couldn't uh, I was afraid to go down stuff I always got hurt just doing the little stuff and it was like when I step into big big gaps stairs rails things like that I'm going to fucking get seriously hurt so I used to try to go upstairs used to try to go up gaps and then Leo Romero 
he uh, did a grind up the Beverly Hills nine stair. It's in a thousand skate videos in LA. Every fucking skate video has someone doing this trick at this rail. This motherfucker went up the rail. It was like, oh, I didn't know we could do that. Yeah. It, it was like, it was a huge. Yeah, Hollywood high is iconic into like just yeah. subvert expectations. Precisely. Yeah. It makes so fucking little sense to like be such an asshole about it, but I have no other. No other way to do it. Yeah. I don't know how to access it otherwise. Yeah. I don't know how to skate rails. Like I can like Ooh. I can like do a couple like board slide variations, yeah, a couple nose slide variations. Flat bar's good. Yeah, I can like fifty fifty a flat bar. Probably not. If he took me to the skate park right now, I will not do it. I will break my shit off right now trying to do it. Yeah, you guys. You guys sound like you had a but nice time. But if you time. gave me a day, I could probably I could probably get a couple in. Right? Do, you, but, do, do you want to go skate soon? Yeah, we should do that. Don't look so worried. I Yeah, I just set up a new board too, so I want to go oh, really? skate it. Yeah. I need a new board. I'm probably gonna need to throw some wheels on one. You got one right there. Shut up. Um <laughs> that's Dustin Dolan. That's a neck face board. It's a I wall know. board. Yeah, don't skate a Dustin yeah. like a yeah. neck face board. Yeah, it's so good. <sighs> well, do you want to say anything before we wrap it up? You know, fucking hit that like. 2024, fucking. Uh, t- nah, 2028. Okay. Michael Tave, 2028. Free guns, free healthcare. Uh, vote for me. You'll see me up like in the future for president. I'm penciling um, you in right now. Yeah, look, look me up. Um, uh, official Tafe on Instagram. T a a f f e t double a double f one e. If you want to check out some of my my music, I make very illegal uh, instrumental hip hop. Um, you know, and then catch me at Cold Coast Brewing Company if you want to drink some yeah. cervezas. Oh, we got you with eight different beers. That's, That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> it is my favorite place, and uh, we'll be hearing a lot more from them and. About good beer in the future. Thank you guys so much for joining me on my little podcast and uh, this first foray into my incomplete office and studio. I'm glad the chair's holding up. Dude, the chair looks great. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, this chair, the guest chair exists because of you. So thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Huge credit to you. Yeah. Good old Kurt. This is really nice. Yeah. I don't like perfect things either so it's nice to see something like in its incomplete stages just tell me my house looks like shit yeah (laughs) fuck you